Welcome to the Hold the Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. If this is your first time listening, or in this case, watching, in this short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey, what is Jin Erso's favorite color? Has I'm something to do with Stardust, I bet. I don't know, but I bet it's a, ro- a Rogue One. I love that you had the 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 same uh, vocal delivery as the pigeon <laughs> from an American tale. <laughs> Going deep. It's my lady liberty. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. All right. Well, so if, if you guys are watching or listening to this uh, this week, uh, we have a couple of guesses you may see or hear. Uh, so this week we have our returning guest with uh, Trent Factor. Hello there. Welcome. And then we have a very new guest with uh, podcast royalty, Mr. Jay Glattfelter. I'm just, I'm so upset he got the hello there. And I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I got left, I got, you're not I know, first, you're last. I, you, I know, I know. <laughs> but yes, excited to be here. I don't know about royalty, just been doing it for way too long. <laughs> but that's what the but, queen was doing. I mean, uh, rest well, in peace. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> So uh, this week, we kind of introduced, Mike and I introduced this segment last week to kind of incorporate more of the dad element into the podcast. Uh, so this segment is called I Am Your Father. Uh, and in this segment, we kind of share a few bits of, of like stories of anything we did dad related from the, the past week. Uh, so with that, uh, you want to start with you, Jay? Uh, yeah, sure. So. I feel like this is uh, an Anakin or Vader dad moment in the sense that I was just being a bad father because my youngest son, Alex, loves uh, Star Wars. So, uh, you know, I had a, I was doing a stream about it for my own channel yesterday, and I needed to watch all three before that stream happened. And uh, since it was like two hours of stuff, uh, it was like right. running up until like, you know, 8.30 or whatever. And so my youngest like, Daddy, can I watch it with you? I was like, Yeah, sure. But then like it's so it's such a dark Star Wars, like when oh, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, what's his name gets killed, the the boyfriend, the F boy. Tim. Uh, yeah, Tim. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, Double M Tim. And uh he gets killed and then uh Alex, my youngest, is just like, Daddy, why why is the lady crying? He's like, Well, she just lost her friend. And he's like <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would cry if I lost Carson or whatever, like his school friends. I was like, yeah, did I just like, you know, uh, uh, mess up my kid forever? (laughs) That was my my moment. Like, he she deaded him. Yes. (laughs) Like, I just, I, 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 20 years from now when he's in therapy, like, am I dead? (laughs) Watch Andor. I mean, I guess there could be worse things to be in therapy about. So there's always that. That's my hope as a father is whatever <laughs> my kids do go to therapy for, the stuff they complain about me is like the stupidest stuff ever. That's my hope. Yeah. Trent, how did, did you traumatize your young child this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about traumatized, but I have noticed a pattern that has been developing with my son this week. Any type of music it doesn't matter what genre it doesn't matter uh what you know cadence or whatever any type of music my son would just start dancing doesn't matter where he's at he'll be uh in the middle of you know 
in the middle of the street. If he starts hearing music, he's dancing. So it is very cute uh, and very adorable. But I'm just wondering if I was like that as a kid. I don't remember my, my parents ever telling me that I just started dancing out of nowhere. Um, but I'm wondering what his musical, uh, you know, what his music story is going to be when he grows up. <laughs> um, he's only about 18 months right now. So still oh, yeah. in the very young stage. But I, I see him beating on drums and stuff. And I'm like, oh, is he going to be a drummer? And then I turn around and he's like trying to tap on the keyboard. And I'm like, oh, is he going to be a, a, a pianist? But we'll see what happens Could with. Do it all. Yeah. And I don't know. There's some. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. I was going to just say, I don't know if you want to reveal his name, but I will just say that it is a Star Wars related name. That he <laughs> yes. Uh, Ezra Bridger is his name, but without the Bridger. <laughs> oh, dude, that's badass. That's a that's a good Star Wars character name. That was <laughs> kind of our our geek compromise with my wife. Uh, we had a couple <laughs> names in mind. Oliver was one. And I said, yeah, I like Oliver, but how about Ezra? So, nice. Yeah. Ezra's good. That's awesome. I love that. Very good. What were you going to um, say, Andrew? Oh, I was just going to say there's something, because I'm a musician too, and I have, we have pianos and drums and keyboards and guitars. And I think it's just something about like when you're a certain age, drums is just the thing kids gravitate mm. to. It's, it's like banging on something. Yeah, I wonder if it's like it's just instinctual, like primal human. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to beat on something. Yep, exactly. And and for both of my or my young or my oldest Zach, he, his favorite musician is Ringo Starr because he just he oh loves nice the Beatles and he nice. loves Ringo. But um, it's like wow, I guess Ringo has somebody supporting him. Nice. <laughs> yeah, somebody Not Paul anymore, but if I do my job right. Ezra's favorite musician is going to be Garth from Wayne from Wayne's World, and he'll just be playing. It, so. I like to Let me play. Tell you, Garth has some chops because when he takes that drum solo in the first film, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all right that he doesn't know the words to to Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh, but speaking of not knowing the words to Bohemian Rhapsody, Mike, <laughs> I know the words. Yeah. Whoa. I just wanted to segue it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My uh, story is we booked a trip in November. We're going to Florida, and we so decided to drive with a three-year-old. Oh, no. Great idea. From New York to Florida, it's going to be like 20-plus hours with a three-year-old. That's Why true. isn't hyperdrive a thing? Or, or at least a speed know. rail. That's, you know, because uh, my wife's family's in New York, so we drive to New York a lot from Raleigh, North Carolina, which is about, uh, Long Island is like nine hours to get out there. But, like, a speed rail, just something to get on a train and just, like, yeah. get up there down in an hour would be amazing. Yeah. They keep talking about, like, building, like, the like the bullet trains here in the U.S. too, like, to, like, do, like, the... Isn't Elon doing that? Or is he just becoming a full-blown supervillain? <laughs> <laughs> It's the same as Twitter. He says he's going to do it, but then it doesn't really follow through. <laughs> he's like he's like a Damon Targaryen to, to quote a different show. Oh, hi oh. So my uh, I guess fatherly story this week is just that my son is he's almost almost seventeen now, uh, but like this oh, past year, God. like he started like his first jobs that he's been. Uh, hired for and getting paid for and stuff and 
he's finally getting to save like his own money and buy his own mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, he had started at a like a local kind of like franchisee donut shop like a few months ago, uh, but then this past week or so he started working at Domino's because it's like literally like a five minute walk from our house, so he just walks over there and he's oh, been nice. telling me like some like inside insider stuff about dominoes where like he's like <laughs> telling me that it's not actually grease like on the bottom of the of like the box it's the like all the garlic that they put on the the bot like they butter the oh, okay the... that was papa john's yeah but i guess that's <laughs> oh, what wow. it is uh so and here's, to... here's my question is he like come home with a free pizza every day oh yeah yeah the past few times he as long as it's not a large pizza, so anything under a large pizza, he gets he can make whatever he wants and put whatever he wants on it, and that's mm. like he can just have like so. The other day oh, he made one that had like yeah. jalapenos, pineapple, bacon, olives, marshmallows, and anchovies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he made the home alone pizza. <laughs> no, he made a spicy I mean, Hawaiian. Is what he I'm made? Rubbish. That's spicy. Because it wasn't the, it was it was a fresh a fresh cheese pizza just for me. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and one of the the he's bought some weird stuff for himself too. Like he like <laughs> stuff I wouldn't assume that he'd buy for himself either. Like he bought himself a hat that said the man, the legend, and then it ha had like a fish on it. And I was like, <laughs> we thought he we bought that he bought that for my dad, but no, he bought it for himself. <laughs> And and then he, he then he bought himself a samurai sword too. And I was like, oh, you're gonna be one of those yeah. one of those dudes that has like a samurai sword on his his wall in his apartment. That's amazing. Is it a samurai sword? Yeah. What I what I told him <laughs> I thought was funny is that it says China on the the samurai sword. So I was like, you have a Chinese Japanese sword. Yeah. It's like, not did enough. He, did he put it? Did he put it like above his bed? Uh, not yet. He's he's waiting because we're gonna go to um, to Galaxy's Edge in November, so he's planning to get a lightsaber there too. So he's gonna like kind of layer them on above his TV. Ooh, in his room. okay. So yeah, I keep I'm also my, my Galaxy's Edge lightsaber right here just in case. Nice, <laughs> just in case I need it. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, those are question oh, now. It's so cool. Because I feel like, Mark, I've known you for, I don't know, maybe close to 20 years. So it's been neat watching your kid grow up on social media. It's just, it's it's so weird. We're so old now that it's just like, I remember <laughs> you when you were this small. And I, I never met him before. But it's just like, it's weird where it's like, I've watched him grow up. And I, I've mm -hmm. never had a conversation with him or something. Oh, yeah. And yeah, because I think like Instagram became like a thing like when he was in kindergarten so it's basically existed through his entire school life so which is kind of interesting but yeah I, that is kind of yeah, funny like the same thing with like with like like your kids too <laughs> so mm -hmm. it is very interesting uh but yeah. yeah guys those are our our fatherly i am your father stories for this week uh and the brief bit of news uh that we were going to just kind of touch on before we got in got in get into uh, speaking about Andor this week uh, was they announced some casting for the Acolyte TV series with uh, Manny Jacinto uh, is going to be joining the show. 
which they've been announcing a, a few bits of casting for that. Like he's joining it. Uh, I don't remember the name of the actor, but the he was he's like the main character on Squid Game. Also was cast recently oh, yeah. for it as well. Lee uh, Jung Jae. That's it. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about that because I was I was take a big your word for it of the good place. So I'm I'm happy to see Manny Jacinto getting more work, and hopefully he doesn't get cut out of it like he did with Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he was in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, like he he apparently had like a bigger like storyline in that, and like now he's like in like a three second shot in the movie, and then if you watch the credits, it'll like you'll see him listed there. But don't his remember storyline got cut out. Uh, and then it's the other of uh, P's Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know. He, he was his, uh, his, he was his thetan levels were all off, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. There you go. Uh, he, I mean, he did play a monk on on the Good Place, but it was a fake monk, so I don't know if that threw it off. But uh, and the lo- other bit of news before we get into Andor season one is just that uh, it was said that Andor season two is going to be shooting from November to November of this year through to August of next year, apparently, and then may take another year of post production. Um, for season two. So by the, by the showrunner's estimate, that means it likely won't release uh, for season two of the show before the fall of 2024. So that basically sounds like we'll get this season of 12 episodes, uh, have a year off essentially, or basically <laughs> two years is if it doesn't come back until fall of 2024 until uh, season two of Andor. So that nice. is all of the new, well, all the news recovery. Wait, 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 wasn't there also like Rogue Squadron got shelved or whatever? Too? Oh, wasn't yeah. There, wasn't this last week? Yeah, the Rogue Squadron, Squadron uh, officially got removed from the, the schedule. So, yeah. It didn't uh, quote unquote get canceled, but it also is not on the schedule anymore. Isn't so. that like the nice way to be canceled now? It's just like, we're just, we're just putting it on the shelf. <laughs> we just, might come back to you. Just Maybe right up here. Just, just wait there. <laughs> but that just that cool the car, that cool short video of you and your rollerblades. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, I feel it's like so... there's been so many things that have been announced, like just over the past few years, that haven't ultimately happened. That mm-hmm. I I almost just kind of wish they wouldn't announce some of the stuff until yep. like it was already either filmed. Mm-hmm. Or, or like it was just uh i mean it's not really a, like a good movie to um equate it to just because it wasn't a good movie but like that that cloverfield paradox movie where like oh surprise here's this movie it's available on netflix today and like nobody knew mm-hmm. that that movie existed before that so like if the almost if they could do something like that with the star wars like tv show or movie they could get away with that too because someone would we'd all go see that that movie with even out with it without a trailer be like oh it's star wars i'll go see that so yeah but you got to get the clicks and the likes and the all that yeah. stuff so gotta it gotta is because even even the the fact that these are like the first three episodes it was like one cohesive story it could have been a movie that i would have paid a ticket to see in a theater and then watch yeah. us on tv or something like the whole disney plus angle is weird <laughs> i don't get it yeah, and I think that's actually how this season is going to be too. And 
and season two, where it's like each three episodes are kind of a three act structure to them. Whereas mm-hmm. like this, so I've read like this season is all set five years before Rogue One. Yep. And then season two, um, each three episodes is another year leading up to it. Whereas like the finale of season two is basically going to be like, like two or three minutes before Rogue One starts. Um, so oh, okay. It should be interesting to see like how the all ultimately lines up. Like we'll probably like spoiler alert to Rogue One. I guess if you haven't seen it, but we'll probably like meet that dude that he ends up shooting at the beginning of Rogue One, and like <sighs> fall in love with that character and everything, and then be like, Casting, you're going to shoot that guy. Like, no, don't do it. I don't know. But, he kind of, in fairness, like he seemed kind of annoyed by him by the time he killed him in Rogue One. So. He's like, yeah. I don't know how good that friendship's going to be. He's like, of course you can't walk. (laughs) But a nice segue from that is to get straight into this uh, season premiere of Andor. uh, And where he kind of did this, he kind of did the same thing here. Like, the start off the episode. Uh, I guess what I'll kind of do here, too, is uh, I'll kind of like initiate, like, some stuff to talk about and then I'll let you guys kind of take it as is with like what you want to specifically talk about or not as like a straight up recap of each episode, but kind of the, the highlights of what we remember um, from each of them and like what we enjoyed the most from it. Uh, so like this, this first episode, uh, Cassian Andor um, has this basically search that he's doing for answers about his past, which ultimately ends up with like this uh, inciting incident which makes him a wanted man. Exciting incident. Yeah. Screen rating 101. Uh, <laughs> and one of the things I thought was cool, at least on here too, is that we got the BBY on screen for this. Oh uh, for the, the five years of the battle before you have in. Quick I had question. explained that to Must... my wife. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, as are probably the nerd representatives for all of our families and friends, did you get like a hundred questions like, what's BBY? And then you had to like give a whole explanation. Uh, yeah, I got like at least six or seven texts about it. <laughs> Maybe why I mean, which is interesting because well. I've never used it before. Like on screen, it's always been kind of like within like their, you know, like those visual dictionary books that they that yep. they release and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. never been something that's been straight up on screen. And like, because like they could have even done that with Obi Wan, where it said ten years. Mm-hmm. Like, what, did it, what did it say? Like ten years. Later, I don't remember if it said ten years later or ten years before, like after like the, recap. yeah. But like, I guess even either way on that because it was right in the middle, they could have just said like ten years BBY or something like that. But I, I thought that was interesting. Now, we have we've also heard like that this this show won't have like a lot of you know like built-in Easter eggs into it and whatnot. But one of the I think I said I don't remember who I said this to, but I. Th- I thought it was funny that they worked in this very subtle kind of audio Easter egg uh, to Revenge of the oh. Sith. <laughs> Said it to me. Okay. Uh, with So, like, when uh, Padme is giving birth to, to Luke and Leia, the, the, like, the robot droid nurse there is going, which I apparently supposed to mean push. So... When Andor, it's fitting is, for what the sound comes for in this show. 
Yeah. So yeah, when Andor's walking through, I guess the blue light district of of um, space Amsterdam, which is uh, Marlana <laughs> one, uh, he hears or we hear that coming from like one of those like bubble domes. So I, I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting oh. use of of that audio. <laughs> but I, I thought I mean, that was kind of funny. Who's to say those droids weren't built for other purposes? Oh. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's good to know because I I did the Uba thing when my wife was giving birth and she <laughs> she's like yeah, it's like shut up. <laughs> uh, so like, I guess starting with Jay, like what was what were some of your your favorite things from like this beginning sequence of the of the show that's kind of shot uh, very like. Uh, film noir uh kind of blade runner yeah. almost with uh with Cassian. it felt so blade runner i just i love how it kind of becomes full circle where you know the original star wars showed like the space being dirty and lived in and mm-hmm. then you know uh, ridley scott is inspired by that for alien and then you have blade runner which just kind of continues that on and then blade runner is like now in directly influencing star wars with with this kind of opening sequence <laughs> um so i i really dug that i really dug the opening i dug that we got like our first like uh a brothel like star wars is so sexless so it's awesome we got our first brothel and, and it just set the tone right off the bat that this is not uh the disney-fied star wars um and sex work is real work so i i, I absolutely loved uh love this uh opening sequence there's always hinted at sex work in star wars but it's never full-blown been like it's here yeah yeah like yeah. the twilight it's a classy and... joint too this wasn't like some low rent place this was a uh, top level you pay at the end <laughs> yeah. uh and then i uh we'll go to vector next what did you think of like this whole like kind of opening sequence to the the series yeah this is a great set the tone type of thing where we we wanted to know what this was. Um, I didn't get any of the screeners. So this is my first time watching these and just wondering what is the Andor show going to be? We, we heard this announced years ago when even uh, Diego Luna tweeted, you know, what was it like four years ago? This was announced. Yeah, 2018. And this is something that we've all been waiting for. And so to get this opening scene and to say, Oh yeah, this is, dark this is gritty this is blade runner um Mm -hmm. that just it made me happy watching it but it was also kind of just a relief of four years of just wondering and kind of (laughs) expectations of what is this going to be so finally to get it out there and to see it um it was just this is good this is going to be this is going to be a fun ride definitely love that and how about you mike I couldn't agree more. I was huge fan of Rogue One. Was excited for this to come out, and was worried that it would be Disneyfied. I guess to steal the term, and the fact that it was dark and like sex workers, brothels. I was like, "Where are we? This isn't Disney." And like, it was just like I was happy. Like, <laughs> thank you for not being all bubbly about I- this story. I mean, Mark, you'll be able to confirm, but I believe they're adding that space to Galaxy's Edge. I'm pretty sure. 
or, or I think it's going to be added as, as an experience to the Galactic Star Cruiser since you have to pay so much for the for that. They figure you're like, we'll throw I that mean, in now. Comes with it. I mean, hell, you're dropping what six k for like a night. So I mean, hell, might as well. <laughs> yeah, people pro- people probably drop six k for that for a night. Other places on Earth, so, <laughs> probably it's you know might as well get it Star Wars themed. You get what you pay for. Yeah, true. <laughs> or maybe left to build a Galactic Star Cruiser in Nevada or something. Uh, <laughs> just go three but, miles off the course coast. Anything yeah. goes. Now, like in here too, uh, like in this, like the first episode, we we got these flashbacks uh, to Casa on Canari as when he was a child. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought in here too is, is it almost seemed like, uh, like his, so his, the entire tribe was kind of, it was made up of kids, right? Yeah. They so the is, I'm sure there's yeah. more of like a backstory to that. And like, like whatever happened with the adults there. And like, maybe like that. Well, they were probably slaves in the mining colony. Yeah. I was going to say like, maybe like that. Mining, like they were like the kids of the mining colony. Um, something happened there because they, they said, they there was... said uh, was it like two episodes later they said there was like some accident when um marva was uh, looting the ship that everyone had left so after oh, yeah. the accident so they must have been left behind or something yeah yes. so, so i'm wondering if we'll see more of that because the other vibe i got was like it's like one of those like tribes that like has n- had no contact with like the outside world, uh, like mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you see photos of and like when they see like you know, sure, like yeah, airplane or helicopter. I mean, they want to know what the heck that is. Yeah. It's... Well, you notice. Oh, you see, there's there's very little technology. There's no droids running around. Yeah. That ship is the only type of sci-fi or space thing that you see. Everything feels just very real, real world and tribal in that scene. But yeah, just but I, further in the notes, it reminded me of Avatar. Like you got oh, these yeah. people coming into you, the natives are like, "No, this is our planet." And but the but the one that at least what kind of like okay, these must be or it's very Lord of the Flies is they're mostly kids, but they were like everything they had was basically parts of a civilization left behind. Like their yeah. clothes were like worker clothes that they just kind of fashioned in a way. It wasn't like any of their stuff was made from wood or like a, like a true to your point, like a, an un, you know, an, an uncontacted tribe or something, but the, their, they, all their stuff was like just piecemealed probably from whatever was left behind, which made yeah, me I assume they've been like stealing it from those people and repurposing yeah, or it. If they were just, I don't know, maybe I, it's, I don't know. I, this, the whole sequence of the three episodes really, the whole arc was really good for the Canari backstory. So who knows if we go back to it, but um, it, it was a fascinating, again, this show is giving us looks into the star Wars universe. We haven't gotten and I just, I found mm-hmm. it very fascinating. Well, what did you guys think about not having subtitles on that? To I just leave it. it up to your interpretation. Same. I loved it. I'm glad they didn't show us what they were saying because it just yeah. made it that much more like powerful in my mind. To, to counterpoint that, what did you think of them actually putting the Arabush translation on screen in this for us? 
uh, like later on in the episode. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I think that was is mostly notice, because, I guess. <laughs> because like like Gilroy wanted to get like whatever that text was across, but he mm-hmm. also I was assume probably not everybody knows Orobash, <laughs> so he was like, well. Uh, outside of having someone read off this entire screen. That would, <laughs> so I thought that was interesting that, that they kind of had that graphic on there. Because, I mean, later uh, they do have, like, somebody read off, like, all of, like, Cassian's, like, offenses off of the, of that screen later. Um, right. And, and that's how I they usually handle it. Yeah. In Star Wars, it... they usually just have people reading it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice they showed it, so that's something that slipped my view. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great call because you're right. It usually is, and I it just it never clicked with me when I saw it. You know that it wasn't in Irish. So that's crazy. Yeah, the first time uh, we've had English. I think so. Or I guess, or I guess in in the Star Wars universe, basic. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. But, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, like, one of the other things in here too is that. So the character Cyril, Cyril, mm-hmm. Cyril, right? Yeah, yeah, Cyril. Like Cyril. Um, so at AKA at, the worst. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I do not like this dude. Uh, but when I saw him at first, I thought, uh, like I knew it wasn't uh Ewan Rahan, uh, the guy. Like I don't know if you guys have seen like Misfits. Uh, or he was also he was also on Game of Thrones. Uh, but I, oh I, yeah, right. Yeah, like I thought, like he and this actor Kyle uh, Soller looked like a lot alike. He was also in that the ABC uh, Inhumans TV show too. Um, but I just yeah, see, I'd, I just, I saw him on the red carpet, so I knew that it wasn't him. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones guy, but yeah, I could see that they definitely look alike. Yeah, it, it like, reminded this, me of someone, but I can't think of the name. But I haven't seen Game of Thrones or Misfits, so. Yeah, never watched an episode afraid to start because of all the uh, reviews I've heard. I don't want to be disappointed. Mark, is there like an eject button on this? <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I w- out of out of those shows, I would I think I would at least recommend like the first the first three seasons definitely of the the UK TV show Misfits. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's I. Th- that's who I thought of immediately when I saw this guy, but yeah, like even throughout like these first three episodes of it, uh, some of the stuff that stood out to me, it was just, like all that stuff with him and like, oh, uh, like he's just like, he's like trying way too hard. Like he has that conversation uh. with his boss earlier, like in the first episode. His boss is just like, like, I don't want to do paperwork. Stop. He's like, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't That's do it. These, great... these, these guys are jerks. That... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. They probably push too far, whatever. And like, we all know a, a uh, what's the name? It's Cyril, whatever his name is. We all know a, a Cyril in our lives, and they are the worst. Um, <laughs> I saw. I saw that some scene is great. That... Oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say that scene is great as an introduction for his yes. character. The way that they set him up, just all the details of. He altered his suit. He, yes. he put the piping on. All of those things were just like fantastic story, you know, just bits of story. It makes me think he's going to come back later as a reference to something in one of the films. It's like he trains stormtroopers or some stupid 
Like he's the first stormtrooper that wasn't a clone, or I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting saw, to see how that empire ties in. Yeah, I saw some tweet that, that said this would be the, the guy that would consider going to the bathroom um, on company time. Uh, wage theft. Yeah, he's he's Dwight. He's Dwight Schrute. Yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> he's a more extreme Dwight, right? Yeah, and like this whole, yeah. so like this whole company that they work for too. They're like they're not like straight up the empire. They're like empire adjacent. They're essentially yes. like this subcontractors. Yeah, like yeah, like I believe I call them the Gestapo in my review of it. So yeah, they're like <laughs> yeah, you got stormtroopers. You got to have Gestapo too. You have the army, then you have the police. Yeah, but but I wouldn't even yeah, give them like I'm, that much credit. They seemed like I don't <laughs> know, like, freaking like. Uh, or is in my profession like there's so many there's or at least i see you you subcontract out and they're just not they they would aspire to be clone troopers Fair. Or whatever, yeah, just more it kind of reminds me of like usually the um like the security guards cops? that yeah, yeah i was, gonna, I was just gonna say mall cops <laughs> I was just gonna yeah. say that like Paul Blart could probably do a better job than Cyril. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not to circle it back to Dwight, but it was like drug testing when he's in the volunteer sheriff's, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. Outfit. And I don't remember what the character's name is, but it's just like he gave me. Um, I don't remember what the actor. The actor who played uh, Peter Pettigrew. Uh, Remember what the actor's name is? Yeah, uh, Wormtongue or not Wormtongue? Yeah, or man, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, yeah. uh, Timothy, Timothy Spall. Uh, yeah. I, I looked up Enchanted to find him because that was the, I figured I would be able to find him <laughs> quickest on that. Yeah, he, he basically plays Peter Pettigrew in Enchanted. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> This guy was like very Timothy Spall esque, but he seemed almost worse than than Cyril in a way because like he was like an of like an older generation kind of guy, and like he was trying like even harder than Cyril to mm-hmm. like you know be like on top of all this stuff, and also and also seemed like uh, I don't know, I, if like he was in the in the real world, you know he he'd be like definitely like a very like he'd be one of those people that was like very very far right kind of person <laughs> that's like the vibe i was getting from this guy um or that he'd yeah or he'd have like a like a punisher like sticker on the back of his car or something like that <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you about that scottish dude who was just like the, the scottish the dude, definitely yeah yeah I think the, that's the guy i'm talking about the the, okay. the, the punisher symbol with the blue stripe and i was like Ugh, all right cool <laughs> but but in Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that like those two together, I think were just like they were just making they me, amped like, each mad. other up. They were like the worst mm-hmm. for yeah. each other. Uh, now I, I guess we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but like with was there like anything uh, that like stood out uh, like an episode in this first episode uh, besides some of the stuff we brought up already? To either of you, the like, fact that it takes droids a lot of power to lie, apparently. Like, didn't expect that. I was just kind of like, "Oh, I got to power power down to lie this much." Oh yeah, and B two B two emo is awesome. 
I love him. Also, I love him. Uh, B2 Emo was my nickname in high school. <laughs> you beat- I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I don't think you were that emo. There's some far worse emos in our high school. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, isn't it just that- high school in general? Like, I just yeah. Guess, yeah. Well, well, especially C5 for like all our settings. age group. Yeah, that's... I mean, Dashboard Confessional was number one on the radio when we were in high school, so... Indicated! <laughs> but, uh, was was there anything else that, like, stood out to, to you, Jay, or Vector? The only thing that stood out to me, besides just getting to know all the characters and setting up the story, was kind of a weird ending point. Yeah, and the like the three episodes where they chose to chop up each episode and to say it was basically just like oh here's thirty five minutes all right let's cut it right here yep. and um I think it would have been better to release it just as a big movie agreed like Jay said I, I would have seen they this released, in the theater released it these three at, at one time rather than you know parsed out week to week. But I, I gotta tell you, Mark, I, I, it's concerning. You, I didn't realize you. You said uh, apparently everyone's gonna be like three because from this point on, it's just gonna be one episode. So if like next week ends at a really weird spot, it's like, Ugh. <laughs> like it, the first three just felt like okay. Here's credits for no good reason. <laughs> like, right. Let's go to the don't, next thing. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what I had to like have. No, like, I have seen. taken it into into like this is canon well, now, Mark. It is and... law. Right. Well, <laughs> let me say some other stuff that I can will into existence. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah Clone right. Wars was like that too. Trent, that is very Clone Wars, but that was the one of the most annoying things about Clone Wars. Or just like jump and <laughs> wait, where are we? Well, you see, I thought it would be cool if we uh, uh, did our stories uh, non-linearly. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> well, isn't it like the third season of this or whatever? They're going to go like. These two episodes are one year, then we're going five years in the future, then four yeah. more years in the future. Yeah, and not explain it, but okay. Although Which I, is... I, I, at least with this, they'll probably have like the whatever BBY on screen for uh, us. True. So be like, oh, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say, this is very uh, House of the Dragon, which is, uh, <laughs> Mike, you'd love that. Another game. I know Thrones. what it is. <laughs> Uh, Some hot just jumping around with the time. It's like, oh, wait, here's a baby. Oh, wait, that baby's two years old in the next episode. All right, now he's grown yeah. up. All right. I don't know what's going on. Where's the time? I'm okay <laughs> with that so far. Better than the time jumping towards the end of Game of Thrones. But <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. Again, Mike, cover your ears. <laughs> I won't remember. Oh, and one of the other things I thought was kind of cool. I mean, it's... This isn't like in your face, like Easter egg kind of stuff, like how Easter eggs are supposed to be. That's why they're like called Easter eggs because they're supposed to be like tough to find. Um, or mm-hmm. is like the like the pod racer engines that you can see like yeah. Vix, uh, mm-hmm. working on. I mean, not necessarily working on, but they're like just kind of like a skewed about like in that whole area there. Aren't they a salvage yard? So she was probably dismantling it or something. Yeah, like that whole planet or seemed like it was just like one just big a giant salvage yard. Yeah. Which, Can like, I... we've seen planets similar to that uh, in, like, in the Bad Batch and then on, like, the yep. Jedi Fallen Order video game. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's not 
that same planet. So it is kind of interesting to like see some of that in here too. Also, th that dude that rings the bell in in these episodes, <laughs> that dude. I wish I loved my job as much as that guy <laughs> loves his job. He's like he gets his he gets his uh, earplug headphones on so that he doesn't you know go deaf. <laughs> Um, and then he's just like, all right, psyching himself up. Then he's like, all right, here we go. And then he just starts going at it. <laughs> so it's, I, I just From like, the trail, I did not expect the bell ringer to, I thought he was going to have like a different role for some reason. I, I feel like, I feel like we found Ezra Vactor's uh, future. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bell ringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he needs to wake you and your wife up and just come in there and be like, all right, <laughs> right get psyched up. And then he's like, yeah, so wake up. it is very telling, though, that that job is is be, being done by a human and not a droid uh, yeah. for that planet. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I yeah, thought that was pretty cool, too. Like, it's it's definitely a very like a like blue collar esque uh, planet. Mm -hmm. with, like everyone just yes. basically like goes to like their like factory uh, kind of assembly line job and whatnot. Was uh, the shot of the wall of gloves supposed to be anything other than a shot of wall of gloves? That's what that I, was, one, I, uh, I Yeah, I don't think people, that's where they put their gloves when they're not working, or is that yeah. like the people that died while working? Like, that's I was, what I was I couldn't figure that out. I was just like, they showed this. Seems like it's supposed to be important. It's um, symbolic of the fragility of life and the many different gloves that we wear throughout them. And <laughs> Except only they all grab the same pair every day. That that's part of the the you know <laughs> theming and the stuff. We all we all wear the same gloves in life. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, so, kind of going to episode two. The the second episode was uh, Cassian attempted to like lay low on Ferrix as like these agents came in. Uh, yeah. And in this, we see so like we see more of the flashbacks. And what I thought was kind of cool too, like um, today being September 22nd is kind of good for this is that I, I it was very uh, reminiscent to me of like how they layered in flashbacks and lost with um, mm -hmm. these were very thematically tied into like the rest of like what was going on in the episode. So I thought mm -hmm. that was great, especially how like when it started mirroring stuff that was going on, uh, near the end of the episode as well. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so I, I liked how they did that. And especially because they don't really do flashbacks too often in mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars. In yeah. Star Wars. And they kind of segued it in or like slid it in um, through that first episode by kind of framing it as being a dream. But then they kind of just cut back to it through like these second, third episodes. Um, so I thought that was kind of like an interesting narrative device that how to use these flashbacks too and i liked the how it cut back from uh marva uh in like the five uh, bby time to like back to casa as a kid with her on screen or like i would show like b2 emo like back then to, like basically brand new all, all brand shiny new shiny red paint <laughs> working just fine and then to go back to him now he's like all scuffed up and beat up and stuff um, so I thought that was that was interesting as well too. Was there your go ahead? No, I was 
I, the only like it was very lost esque. I loved how they the stories paralleled each other, and then they kind of in, the episode episode three ended with it kind of in the same place in a similar way. But I uh, the lost thing, what I loved about Lost is it gave you the. It was like okay, I know there's a flashback coming, and and here there's a few times like wait oh okay, all right this is this is the past. There was a few I was just like I felt like it needed some type of like sometimes. Or they'll or they'll change the color of like the filters or something. Oh yeah, so it's like slightly it, different saturation. Yeah, exactly. Like, or be like a blue saturation or something. It just needed something a little bit more to like. Maybe I'm just old now, but it's like I need something <laughs> to just you know we've changed times. I'm confused. Damn it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I keep changing it back. Maybe. to like twenty BBY, five BBY, twenty BBY. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> Mark, yeah, I just right, thought did, for this whole. Uh, flashback thing like she just kidnaps him just flat out it's like you're coming with me because everyone's gonna die here but then they don't die it wasn't was episode why- three that she kidnapped him was it and did that happen in two oh, yeah, was- it started in two and finished in three i'm pretty sure oh, okay all right because he's destroying the yeah ship that they- i just I, I this it should just been a damn movie because i don't know what is, <laughs> what is the episode what were yeah, you saying? Kidnapping in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention who the Marva actor was. Oh, but uh, Petunia Dursley. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Harry Potter. You had mentioned Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter. She gets to awesome be a good. Aunt. She gets to be a good guy now, so that's yeah. exciting. I loved Marva. She just kidnapped a kid. He was oh, fantastic. And that what? was what was great about this episode. Episode two, we're talking about that would be mm, me. Yeah. The cast expands in this one, and you meet Marva, you meet mm-hmm. um, all of these different people that are going to become part of this, the full cast, and um, just continue to spread all of these these uh, great actors out. I'm trying to remember, was Skarsgård? Did he show up in the yeah. second episode? Okay, this yeah. is he lands on the planet in this one. Yeah, he's on the train with that guy who's complaining about oh, how to gouge you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we I all, guess we yeah, go ahead. I was saying we've all traveled with that guy, where it's just like I just want to like sit on this plane and not talk to anybody. <laughs> but sure, let's yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah, me so at we'll, work. <laughs> People will try to talk to me. I will have my headphones on, and they will try to talk to me and have a conversation. I'm like, do you not see my headphones on? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Crazy weather that's- we're having, eh? <laughs> Like no, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lo- that, that dude. I was like, he didn't like take the hint at all f- from mm-hmm. from him. Those people don't. That's the whole thing. No, yeah. It's very real world. It's very realistic. <laughs> this was also the episode where we got the Cyril speech, his yeah. inspirational speech, where he wasn't really a uh, like ready for it, like our. Our Peter Pettigrew stand-in dude uh, did his little <laughs> speech and was like, which uh, back to the Dwight thing, like that reminded me of uh, like when Dwight's doing his award acceptance speech where he's like pounding on the. Yeah. <laughs> which well, was also I gotta... the same episode where he's like, we need we need a new plaque. There's too many people in this world. <laughs> I gotta say another connection that I'm surprised Mark didn't make. The Peter Pettigrew guy, his name is Alex Ferns. 
uh, Sergeant Caustic is his character on Andor, but he was Commissioner Pete Savage in The Batman. I'm surprised you didn't mention that. Oh. Obviously, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> he shaved him. Yeah, he shaved the beard off. Okay. But yeah, that was yeah. the commissioner from The Batman. Wait. The Batman. Like <laughs> the, the, the R-Pats? The R-Bats one? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was the the commissioner who got killed. Wait, really? Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, it just connected. Okay. Yep. Mind blown on camera. <laughs> it happened in real time. Yeah, his beard definitely uh, covered up his true identity. He play, it, it's a very similar like uh, kudos to the actor like he has you yeah know, he has a, a different a accent he has his role and he, he does it well yeah. very much uh, I guess from there like the other thing we can do is uh, go to episode three is like to round it out uh, Cassian's desperation to avoid arrest leads him to mysterious man with unknown connections uh, which as we said mm-hmm. is uh, Luthen. Uh, Rail, who is played by Skarsgård. Uh, and I liked, in in this episode, I liked that whole scene with them, like the whole like back and forth. Yes. Uh, and basically, like, Luthen kind of like testing Cassian out to see if um, he, he basically would be, be a good fit for uh, joining them up. Uh, and I liked, uh, I think I'm, I usually put like a quote from like whatever, uh, recovering into like the show notes for the episodes and i think the one that i put in uh for this was the don't you want to fight these bastards for real um (laughs) i like that like the whole thing in there too where like he was uh talking to uh cassian basically about like the rules of don't bring any don't bring anything in that you can't control and plan your exit Mm -hmm. uh as you come in. Uh, so I thought uh, that that was pretty cool to see that in here. And I'm looking forward to more of this. Uh, this back you chose such a better quote than me. <laughs> oh, yours. Is... Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it is kind it's of funny. It's now that... in the Star Wars oh. universe. Like, you can say it. Yeah, that's not. We haven't had shit yet? I don't think so. I just oh. remember, um, I forgot who Mark said's wife was in an extra in Obi-Wan. And she was oh, yeah. like, Deborah Chow kept saying cunt because someone was saying dude all the time. Because dude's oh, yeah. not a Star Wars word. But shit's okay. <laughs> yeah. Our, our friend Rob's wife was in was in the Obi-Wan series as like a, like a background extra. Um, and I guess O'Shea Jackson kept saying dude. And or O'Shea Jackson Jr. Not not Ice Cube, Ice Cube, Ice Cube Jr. Kept saying, "Dude, kept saying, But yeah, I thought like that whole. I yeah, I just I think that's funny, like how shit is now in the mm-hmm. the Star Wars lexicon of words. Uh, I don't know if anybody else can hear, it, but my <laughs> Sylvie is speaking up about like her whole. Uh, thoughts on on that word within the Star Wars universe as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. 
in this this last signal or signal i was i was reading off something as i was saying so in this last episode uh was there uh, was anything that was like kind of like your favorite bit from this like last episode uh at all vector well the guard trying to get away and they had tied the the thing to the ship and he just yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a great. The whole battle sequence was great. Yes, but also the tying of the flashback, where it was just building upon the momentum of the second episode, and then in the third one, it was like, oh, now these are directly where they were just kind of shadowing each other. Now it's like, oh, these are directly butting up against each other. Like, oh, she was looking at him in the flashback, and he was looking at her in the, and then I went cross-eyed. Like that <laughs> is the meeting of the two was cool yep. so yeah the, the i think the battle was the big thing in uh in the third episode but for me it was the the timelines coming together that was the coolest part yeah i really liked that that mirroring of um like him basically coming together with marva and and leaving the planet that he had had known uh juxtaposed with leaving this planet that he was now living on, leaving Marva behind, um, going off to on this new path uh, into like the unknown of whatever that may hold for him at this point in time too. Yeah, and knowing his future, it's like I think we know this. Probably the last time he's he ever sees this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. The 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 kind of uh, random question I had for this too is like if Cyril. Uh, this is why Cyril's the worst. If Cyril had never gone after Cassian for all this, would the end result have still been? Or I guess this is not the worst. You should anyway, like Cyril for this. Yeah, <laughs> we, this, maybe this is why we should like Cyril. Uh, if Cyril had never gone after Cassian, would the end result have still been a blown up Death Star? Because if, I think if so. like he, had, if they had just like you know like left, um, like let thing like side would would casting still have ultimately like joined the like the rebel alliance you think or do you think that, think that would have so. like diverged them off on somewhere else i i think luthan would have convinced them either way the added pressure probably helped but he was clearly searching for something and and i think luthan could have convinced him that's why luthan went there anyway regardless of cyril Mm. Uh, pursuing him and you know Cassian assumed this would ha- the people would chase him so he was doing all these events regardless of if the the corporate police would be, be coming after him so I I think Cyril's uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lars Ark in this situation where the events would happen regardless of mm-hmm. that being yeah. a- it's, it's a nice response for that uh, <laughs> Speaking of the, um, I don't remember which one of you said, it, but the like with the sabotaging of the the ship, I, I think that's that's a very slight nod uh, to, or it might be um, to uh, American Graffiti, uh, George Lucas's film, where like they do that to uh, like the axle of a vehicle and that, and like pull that pull it off of a car in that so it's almost like yeah and it's a it's, it's a like police a car too okay yeah so it's almost it probably haven't seen that in a long time so i don't remember but yeah 
Uh, and then like the, the, like the other uh, kind of stuff I, I liked in this, this last of the three episodes we got um, is wondering what's going to happen to like that Imperial tracker that Cassian yep, had. That's what I was wondering. And it, cause it seems like that's not just going to be like something that's like left behind story-wise. Like mm-hmm. it seems like it was like a big thing for it. And the fact that it was left behind, I feel like uh, either uh, Cyril maybe finds that and something with that happens, or maybe like Bix gets it or something else there. But I feel like that's definitely going to come back at some point or another in this season. Yeah, I just like how this episode had so many more questions to keep you engaged as you go on. Yeah. And the one I wasn't brought up yet is who's Bix going to blame for Tim's death, even though he deserved it? Like He deserved it, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> who's she going to blame? Like Cassian or the authority? Yeah. Yes. Right. Just get what did Cassian do? He didn't do it. He, well, he they were there because of him. Like, exactly. And she but, was just using him anyway. She, he was just uh, he was an F boy. He wasn't like a real boyfriend. <laughs> so, boy. I mean, was there anything know. else that stood out to you in the, that last episode, Vector? No, I think um, just when I finished the episode, it was like, okay, we are in good hands. I think this series <laughs> is going to be very good. And I've seen the most positive response out of this one, out of any of the Star Wars shows where people are saying, oh, this is like a drama and just happens to be in in the Star Wars universe. Like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. no Jedi, there's no lightsabers, there's no mm-hmm. Force. Um, yeah. So I think this is a much needed corner of the Star Wars universe that we're exploring now and I just can't wait to see what the next uh, episode has has in store for us. Definitely. Lightsabers, yeah, Force. <laughs> yeah. That's... I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Uh, I, yeah, I guess taking from what Bactor said, uh, going to, to Jay and then Mike, what what do you guys want to see um, throughout the, the rest of, like, maybe like the next episode and then the, the season in general? Well, I, I will say one, just more of what we've gotten. I, I feel these first three episodes were great. I. I... Yep. Again, I also want to like Thanks. say I I loved Obi Wan. I love Book of Boba maybe not so much, but there was still, <laughs> mo- there was still good stuff in there, and and Mandalorian's amazing. So, like I I uh, I am thankful. This, I mean, the fandom menace will complain or find something to complain about yeah, this. No matter what. Or, yes, so screw them. But I think. Um, this show is doing what I think a lot of us have wanted, just something that's and why we love Rogue One. It's just like it's a Star Wars story that doesn't involve a Skywalker, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rogue One ended up having kind two Skywalkers is. in it. But... I think that was thrown in there for Yeah. Because the movie it... would have been the same without it, like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah that was like, almost like the stitching. That I loved about Last Jedi that and Ryan Johnson of just like you need to get over this Skywalker drama. Let's do something mm-hmm. else, and um, and that's what I did appreciate about that movie. That I think a lot of people rebelled against, and it was like, well, you got Rise of Skywalker, and that was so. <laughs> yep. 
And then, Mike, what, was there anything else that, that you wanted to say? I about? echo uh, Jay's point, to like basically to the T. Um, what I'm looking forward to is Cassian's sister. What the, what's the story there? Like, how's that going to play out? Because yeah, he's looking for her, so sure. she's out there. That's kind of his main motive, it felt like, is finding his sister, and everything else is just ancillary to fund finding his sister. And the flashbacks. I, I love a good flashback, so I hope they keep those going. Yeah, I think we'll get more of those just because I do remember something in one, like one of those first trailers from that that planet where like the Star Destroyer flew over them. So I, I think we might see more of that on just unless that whole bit got cut out of maybe like the flashbacks, <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll wrap us up for this season premiere of Andor. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice if it allows you to do so. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Uh, it helps us out a lot. Uh, if you can find the show on social media, at um, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Holdapod. If you look on Facebook and YouTube for the Hold Maneuver podcast, you can find us there. Uh, individually on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Mark Rivers. So it's just my first and last name, M-A-R-C. V-I-B-B-E-R-T, and then Mike. Yeah, just search my name, Michael Soren. Last name not spelled how it sounds. It's S-A-W-R-A-N. And if you find someone without a middle name, that's not me. That's some racist jagoff. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. You got you have a, a racist counterpart? I'm sorry. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> he is unknowingly racist and doesn't believe me when I call him out on it. Yeah, sorry, my friend. Eh, it is uh, what it is. And then Jay, where where can they find you online? <laughs> Not my fight. Um, well, uh, Geek Dad Life. Uh, you have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Geek Dad Life. Instagram Geek Dad Life is my current uh, social media stuffs. Let's check it out. Yeah, check it out, guys. A lot of toys, mainly toys, but I do TV. <laughs> Film review on Geek Dead Life 2, which is the second channel uh, on YouTube's. Highly recommended. Uh, and then Vector. I am my last name Vector on most places, and you can also find me talking about comic books on the Comic Book Kaiju podcast, which Mr. Vibbert has joined several times uh, talking about She Hulk. So check that out wherever you oh, check out your podcast or on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, she all is great. Uh, and then you guys can email us at holdapod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Uh, but uh, as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Ooh, thank the maker. <laughs> <laughs>